He's back. He's back from Cozumel, Mexico. Oh. <laughs> I was like, from, from I, where? <laughs> I know it must seem like a lifetime ago at this point. Uh, how, how, was, how was the old trip, man? Cozumel, Mexico was great. Um, it, uh, like, I gotta, this is, this is gonna sound worse than I intended to. I don't think I ever need to go back to Cozumel, mm. Mexico. Um, I've been twice within, a, like, a year that's okay. where I've been. And part of the thing was we went to this all-inclusive. And uh, we went back there mostly because we didn't want to have to plan for a vacation again. You know, like, we, yeah. we knew the spots. We knew what we'd be in for. We didn't want to have to think too much about it. But let me tell you something. If you have a good experience at a place, sometimes it might be best just to leave it at that. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> because did you have a bad experience this time? I wouldn't say it was a bad experience, but like you start to compare everything next to mm, like what you did the last time. The last time. So yeah, like, okay, the, okay. like we first got this room and the room was just not a great room. And oh. the reason we knew specifically it was not a great room was because the last room we had was a great room. Sure, like no chalk a, outline on the floor. Yeah, no chalk outline, no stains or whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. But, like, so this one, you just got in, and it was just like, oh, no. Um, and then, like, we were, like, preferred club members. So we Ooh. were supposed to have, like, nice rooms. And we were still yeah. technically, allegedly, preferred club members, but we were overlooking the peasants in the regular pool. We weren't, oh we weren't looking at uh, the preferred pool. Uh, and our room wasn't updated, so we were like pretty upset by that. Um, sure. And maybe if this was our first time, we would have had no reference point to be like, oh, there are better things out there. Yeah, yeah. And we ended up having to get the room switched, but that's not easy because they were apparently overbooked. Let me tell you something. Uh, there was no one at this resort, <laughs> like not enough to like be <laughs> overbooked. So I don't know yeah. what was going on with that, but um, I, I, I also was a little saddened, and we had a good like thanksgiving but they didn't yeah. have like a thanksgiving dinner and that has to be the most american thing i could ever think i was gonna of say saying. in like a in a in a mex in mexico right yeah, like. yeah i'm at a mexico all-inclusive um and they didn't have a thanksgiving dinner for me come on now i didn't have my turkey and my tryptophan uh uh, uh hangover because of that thank you thank you Kazumel. sure but they did have a, a a luau like with like they had like uh, uh, a, a saxophone player walking around playing. Uh, they had like a neat, like uh, some dancers that first did like neon lights. They had like um, black light uh, leotards that the lights were off and they were like shining and they had like these cool, like almost lightsabers that they were flinging around. And then they actually, they replaced the lightsabers for real fire things. So they did like a fire twirling Ooh. show. So it was like really cool. Like that, like I'll give them that. That was cool, but I didn't have turkey. I did have T-Bone's sake. Again, what a, what gosh, a, what a gosh, problem. Man, oh it sounds my like it God. fucking sucked, dude. It was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> All the T-Bone steak I could want. Oh. Gosh, I would uh, love to be on the beach right now. Are you a beachman? Are you a beachman? Oh, like a no, no, no. I literally, like, what I did was I had my portable charger, and I had my Switch with me. <laughs> I was, like, playing Pokemon most of the time on the beach. Um, and, like... In addition to that, if you've ever played, I don't care what kind of switch you have, when you're playing it out with the with the sun blaring down on you, very Can't hard to see. see. Yeah, you could not yeah. even see it. Um, but I was really going at it as hard as I could. Uh, and I was really looking forward to those clouds so I could actually see what was happening on the screen. But I'm not a sure. beach person. I'm not like a, a mm -hmm. in-the-pool person. Um, I'm kind of like a lounging person. It was nice just to like be out and like yeah. and yeah. feeling okay not doing anything. 
Um, but in terms of like sand, like I, I undid my suitcase when I got home. It was filled with sand. I don't know how. I don't know what part oh, that, of my yeah that'll happen. I don't know. I didn't bring my suitcase to the sand. What part of my? I, I usually I thought I was pretty clean with my clothes, but whatever. Covered in sand, Dog, my whole house. I brought my backpack to the beach in Australia in college, mm. and I'm like literally like I'll open up a new uh, a compartment I haven't used in a while. I'm like, what the fuck is all this sand? <laughs> 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 like it's it's just it's one of those things so you got to be careful like sand will destroy your computer you oh, know what yeah. I mean like that yeah. like that will destroy like electronic devices um specifically 6 year old australian sand <laughs> yeah, that's some stale ass sand yeah, it's from not, bondi it's beach not. in sydney everyone okay i only brought it to the beach once because i learned my lesson immediately <laughs> But you're not here to hear us talk about sand. No, you're here for video games. It's Hitbox. everyone welcome back to hitbox episode number 121 the old one two one my Ooh. name is peter hunt spitek joining me as always is my friend co-host joseph makovich how you doing man good How's it going yeah it's 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 been going good i feel like this week slash vacation week i've actually mm-hmm. had time to sit down and play video games for a while which i have been oddly missing in my life <laughs> Uh, we're get, we're gonna get to it in a little bit, but like I don't know if it's because this is just like the first game in a long time that I've wanted to play that I haven't also worked on. But I've been playing Callisto Protocol like for fun, and like I had this moment where like I was like excited to like sit down with it again. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, where I was like, what am I gonna do right now? Oh, maybe I'll sit down and play some games. Like. And it didn't feel like work. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, as 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 fun as it can be to work in your industry, I'm assuming when you t- like mix your hobby and your work, it can often ruin said hobby. <laughs> yeah, it just drains all the fun and, and joy out of it. Yeah, but uh, it's yeah. pretty good. Uh, <laughs> other than that, uh, yeah. Other than that, uh, it's it's fine. Yeah, that's uh, why, that's why I choose protocol. to work that- with uh, high school students because, like, you know, that's my job. I don't need to do that when I get home. <laughs> Yeah, I imagine when you sit down, you're not like, what am I going to do tonight? Am I going to, are we playing video games or are we going to work with students? Hmm. Hmm. It's really hard. It's a really, really question. Really like, tough. answer a bunch of emails for kids or, or, or play Pokemon yeah, for I six mean, hours. Tough. Yeah. We're, we are going to talk about the Callisto Protocol in a minute. Before we do, give you a quick preview of the news uh, coming up. We've got Nintendo addresses Pokemon Scarlet and Violet performance issues. The Game Awards rumors are already circling the internet, and Microsoft is apparently ready to fight a potential FTC block of their Activision Blizzard purchase. We're going to cover all of that and more in a little bit. Before we move on, I want to give you just a quick reminder to hop into our Discord. Link to that is in the uh, description of this episode. You can also find it on our Twitter, which is at HitboxPod. Go ahead and give us a... uh, uh, rating on the podcast player you're listening to this on, whether that's you know Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, I don't really know other ones. It's just cause I use Spotify, <laughs> but uh, I'm sure other ones exist. In fact, I know uh, Anchor, I think, is one, uh, or maybe that's a podcast making platform. Not important. What I'm trying to say is, uh, give us a rating if you are enjoying the show. 
Uh, also, hop on over to patreon.com slash hitboxpod to become a deluxe podcast producer like Jay Knoll, like Dave Parker. Uh, every week could be you getting an additional 30-minute bonus episode. Um, today, we're talking about game awards and uh, like previous awards. Next week, I think we're talking God of War spoilers. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a good time, and we would love to have you there. If not, all good, just listening to the show brings us joy um when you listen to the show it brings us joy is what i'm trying to say yeah we hear uh, you listening me- to the show we hear you hearing us wouldn't it be gross if there was a noise that you made when you like listen to stuff yeah pro- yeah yeah like i'm glad we agree yeah uh <laughs> let's talk about metacritic what do you think <laughs> let's do it metacritic round Three games in the Metacritic Roundup. First up, we got Marvel's Midnight Suns. This is the tactics slash card game slash like social sim hangout time with Marvel superheroes <laughs> um, that we've been hearing about for a long time. I think, wasn't this supposed to come out over the summer and then it got pushed to December? Yeah, um, yeah. It, it kept getting pushed back to the point where I thought it wasn't going to be a good game. Yeah, and um, according to Metacritic, it's decent. On PC, it's got an 83 and is unscored everywhere else. Um, Most people have talked about how well the cards have been integrated into the actual, like, tactics of it. The pitch, I think, is a little weird, right? Of, like, a tactics game that relies on cards and stuff, making it into something of a deck builder. But from what I'm sort of seeing from these reviews, it's not actually that much of a deck builder. It's more of a, um, like... You're not necessarily building a deck. It's just that the cards are how like the players uh, like the characters moves are expressed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. In in a sense, uh, like neon white, if I'm correct. Right. That is my understanding of it. Yeah, I okay, could yeah. also be wrong. Um, but th- yeah, that seems to be how it how it is. Uh, I don't know. The, the positive reviews made me potentially interested in this. I don't know if it's going to be something that I'm going to maybe specifically check out, but um yeah, I don't know. Did, 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 how did you feel about these? Uh, so just reading a couple of these reviews. So this is a VGC uh, blurb here. It says Marvel's Midnight Sun combines addictive, deep strategy gameplay with a cast of characters that make the moments outside of the action just as rich and enjoyable as those in it. A lengthy campaign packed with missions to go on and relationships to form with Earth's mightiest heroes make Marvel's Midnight Suns a modern strategy classic and one of 2022's biggest surprises um and they gave it a, a hundred so 10 out of 10 five out of five whatever their uh, uh uh review system is but i mean like i think w- one of the most interesting pitch is like it's mass effect with um uh marvel characters which i think is kind of like a, a fun way of looking at it with like uh, companions and stuff i can get down with that you yeah. know what i mean like, like i think that's actually like not terrible like I-, I could potentially get down with just like chilling with with the crew to be honest that's something i really like in video games like if a game has a um like just just chilling mechanic yeah just hanging <laughs> like, out with people giving them gifts like it like in all in like in these creepy games uh like scarlet nexus you just give random gifts to people you'll like one say, of these like scarlet nexus like yeah. it wasn't even like that was very good yeah like the way it was implemented but it was enough for me to be like 
interested in the characters and their stories you know what i mean yeah um and uh i don't know if this was i think this was the case in scarlet nexus there wasn't like relationship options there's not like you can't like romance scarlet witch and and midnight suns or whatever but like right just like giving that kind of like ability to talk to characters in your downtime um i think kind of breaks up the action specifically for a game like a strategy uh game like this one which i i think if that's the only game I'm playing, that can get a lot after a while. So having between sure. to go about like the Abbey or the castle, wherever you're in, in Midnight Suns and like meet characters, explore, just walk around. I think that is that is a fun game gameplay loop that I could see me potentially wanting to play a game like this. Um, I don't know if I will, because by the time I think I'll have time to play with it, the other Fire Emblem game will be out. And I'm, uh, I think I'd, I'd probably rather play that than than this personally. But hey, who knows? Can I say I'm very excited for that? Oh, I'm like as someone who is who is like super open to the idea of playing three houses, <laughs> just has never had the time for it. You know what I mean? It's one yeah. of those games that like I'm going to say I'm a fan of, even though I haven't played it. <laughs> like the idea that like, hey, there's just straight up a new Fire Emblem game for, for me to enjoy. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. But um, yeah, I don't know. This seems to be like we've got a busy few months in terms of releases, but I don't know, maybe next summer, like when, or this summer, I mean, like when things have slowed down a little bit and there's, there's some time sort of like pre E3 or like during E3 stuff, like is this on the switch? It's not right. Uh, I'm not sure. Actually, let me check. But yeah, this, this seems like it'd be like the bomb ass switch game just to like, yeah, Yeah, it's not, it is not. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there you go. Midnight suns uh check it out if that's your thing up next we've got need for speed unbound uh when this came out just in uh, this past week and i heard like people talking about it i was like this isn't the need for speed game they just announced is it i guess it is <laughs> oh it is this was announced in october dog <laughs> like, that's, that's insane that is insane. that's it's just so wild um like I, I feel like a game that is announced i don't know six weeks before it's released uh, it, if, especially coming from a company like EA being published by a company like EA, like that to me, does not instill like a great sense of confidence yeah. <laughs> in that game. Oh, absolutely. But apparently it's all right because on the Xbox series X, it has an 81 and on the PS five an 80, no score on the PC just yet. Um, people are saying that this is that good need for speed, um, you know, arcade racing with a new sort of visual flair added to it. Uh, it, it's got some of that, like, I, I don't know what the word for it, this is, and I hate to just attribute it to, like, Into the Spider-Verse, because I'm sure it's been in a lot of other animation stuff, um, but the, it's got that, like, cartoony pop over sometimes more realistic rendered areas, do you know what I'm talking yep, about? Yep, yep, yep. Um, and so, to be honest, like, looking at this, it it looks really stylish, uh, it's not a game I would necessarily pick up just because I'm not a, a racing game or like an arcade racer fan or anything like that. But um, I don't know. What do you what do you think about this? Um, so uh, the review from the gamer uh, that is listed on Metacritic uh, says beyond its unique art style, Need for Speed Unbound doesn't do anything to reinvent the steering wheel, but it doesn't need to. This is Need for Speed. So you know what you're here for. Fast races, cop chases, and more cars than you know what to do with. Unbound is all of that package in the series' most stylish entry to date. So, I mean, I think if you're a fan of this, you kind of know what you're getting into. And I think, obviously, the art style is cool enough. So if you're into cars in any way, like, I think this is the the nice little package for you. Did I? Was this a fever dream I had? Or did they make a need for speed that was a, what's it called? Um an fmv game with aaron paul 
of, uh, of um, <laughs> Breaking Bad fame. All right. I think there was speed, a movie. Right? There was a movie. Speed. There was a movie. Was that that what I'm thinking of? Yeah, Aaron it might have been. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm, it was the movie. Yeah, it, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, I have it. Um, God only knows if we Oh, get... what a cast. You got Aaron Paul, um, Emogen Poots, uh, Rami Malik, Kid Cootie, Dakota Johnson, Michael Keaton. Uh-huh. 22 on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. I mean, with a cast like that, they were overcompensating for something. You know, I wish, yeah. you know, I'd be in the position uh, to be like, yeah, I know you're a pretty popular, dude. But um, you got like two weeks to come in, make some money and then leave. Yeah, well, like, anyway, would, that, would uh, that be the dream? I don't care what the property was, but I mean, yeah, just it- to show up and, and like make a movie yeah and just like yeah. yeah do you think it ruined aaron paul's acting career or the fact that everyone assumes he does meth did uh let's take a look what, what's he been in as of late um he's been in a breaking bad commercial a breaking bad commercial? commercial i saw him in a preview with um what's his face uh who's the i can't even remember it. Their, their name right the main walter white what's his name actor's name uh, Brian Cranston. I saw him Brian and Brian Cranston. Cranston do some promo stuff. So, you know, living off that Breaking Ben bad fame. And of course, you know, everyone knows that iconic line. Bitch. Science. Yeah. Uh, he, he was in Adam. A romantic comedy. Oh, not Black Adam. <laughs> no, uh, he was in El Camino, the Breaking Bad movie. I was a let me tell you, um, I, I, I can like I watched Breaking Bad so long ago, but when El Camino came out, legitimately a good little flick good little flick was it good yeah i enjoyed it um have you i, I heard that it, it it was like dessert yeah where like a dessert after like a really good meal like yeah. not necessary but like you know have you broke bad dessert have you broke bad have i done meth no no <laughs> no have you watched <laughs> <laughs> have you watched breaking no, no, thank you. okay <laughs> uh yeah yes i have uh okay. big fan yeah okay good 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 yeah <laughs> it's good stuff yeah I, li- I liked Aaron Paul a lot I thought he was uh, very good in that show yeah and especially, uh, specifically like how they grew his character throughout the whole thing I thought it was really great so yeah yep 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 uh, last game in the Metacritic roundup here is the Callisto Protocol my most anticipated of the year on PS5 it has a 74 Xbox Series X a 72 and PC an 80 I've been playing as I mentioned at the top of the show um, this game I've put like five or six hours into it, man. It came out on Friday and I played it deep into the night, woke up next day, did some life stuff and then sat down for another, you know, three hours or so with it. I'm like, I don't know. I'm like torn about this thing, man. Okay. Yeah. Cause so it came out on that Friday. Right. And I woke up and like the review embargo lifted at like 2 AM that morning. So, like, there were all these reviews to read. So I read them all, or a good sample of them. And a lot of them were like, I don't know. It's, uh, I think, someone called this type of game a playful of teeth. Uh, uh, sorry, a mouthful of plate. Because when you ask about, like, is it good or not? You go like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe. Oh. Yeah. Um, with basically people just saying, like, there's no real story to speak of. And the combat is really clunky. Mm-hmm. It looks really nice, but um, th- there's just not a whole lot to it. 
which I can say is certainly the case, um, um, having played a little bit of it. But uh, what do these Metacritic scores tell uh, say to you here? So, so the IGN score says, uh, very shortly, um, the review blurb says, the Callisto Protocol is satisfyingly gory, spiritual successful to the Dead Space series, but it's ultimately more of a striking modern mimic than a scary new mutation. Look at that little clever wordplay right there. Are there mimics in this game? Wait, that's not. That's a different game. That's no, that's, that's prey. That's prey. That's prey. Uh, there's little little like tiny little guys who jump on you and Aww. they're annoying as fuck. That's it's cute. terrible. Are they adorable? It's terrible. Do they look friendly? No. Would you pet one? No. If you saw I would one, would not. you pet it? Okay. They're terrible. Well, this could. game thinks that um uh that like there's nothing scarier than when you open like a locker and then a tiny little zombie guy like hand size face hugger basically jumps on you and just like you just pay it a little tax of your health um oh okay stupid so um and it does that all the time what's that the the gymquisition gives it this review a 30 it says the callisto protocol isn't scary it isn't fun it isn't entertaining fascinating or mildly enriching it lays a self-entitled claim to dead spaces stylistic and mechanical elements yet wields not a single one with grace instead performing a crude pantomime it's mechanically unpleasant bereft of a single original idea and hostile to its own players there's literally one jump scare tactic reused at a rate best described as pathological it's got some damn nerve wanting to be a wanting to be seen as a worthy successor it can't even rival the weakest of pretenders so that's powerful yeah uh, and do you agree yeah oh yeah i think so like like it seems like they really don't like it i'm i'm like i'm unsure of how i feel about it and i think i have to finish it to to really like to really like be able to make a fully formed opinion but i definitely see where they're coming from it is what I would say derivative of Dead Space okay, in a so, way that is a, a disappointment. All right. So let's kind of go, go in and talk like beat for beat about uh, the Callisto Protocol here and like kind of like what you're liking yeah. and what you're not liking. So in terms of gameplay, let's start with the game. Well, maybe story first. What is the story like in this game? OK, uh, there's really not much to it. You play as uh, like his name's like Jacob something. Jacob, Josh Jacob White Man, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes 100 okay. percent. uh and he's he's just like a very generic like gruff guy uh he's like a ship pilot he's like a a, a freighter essentially and you and your partner crash land on callisto the moon of jupiter which by the way is where dead space 2 is set uh, hmm. in fact yeah because uh fun fact callisto the callisto uh moon of jupiter is uh like one of those one of the only places in our uh, solar system that uh we have sort of been able to say, yeah, you know what? That potentially could host human life. Should we make some, you know, uh, we would have to make some, you know, adjustments to it and, and everything like that. But like it is potentially able to support human life. But um, you, you are like a freighter and you're making a, a shipment to Callisto and uh, these people like board your ship and it's really unclear as to why. And then, um, the ship crash lands because they've disarmed it in some way. And uh, you end up getting thrown in, a, in prison in the black reach or black iron, yeah, black iron prison with one of the people who was on board the ship. Your, your co-pilot died uh, and you get like seemingly wrongfully put in prison. And then uh, you wake up in prison, uh, like basically on your first day 
and there are just zombies running around <laughs> and you are just trying to escape. And so you meet up with a guy who's tr- trying to help you escape. And, and that has been the story so far. And like I said, I'm in like six hours into this thing. <laughs> okay. So that seems, uh, is any of that done in like cool action set pieces or is it like just kind of told to you and you wake up? I mean, yeah, like you, so like, like the, the opening scene is, is fine enough. You know, you're just like learning how to like move around the, the world in, in your ship and whatever. Uh, and then you get boarded and, and it, it wants to do some of those action set pieces from, you know, dead space, but like it is a much slower, more methodical game. So big action set pieces like that would kind of feel out of place for the tone it's going for and for, for what it's trying to be. It's trying to lean way more into horror than I think dead space ever did. Um, but I, I just don't think it's that successful because, um, dead space, it, it, you know, this is so subjective, but I don't really find dead space to be all that scary. Like it's scary initially when you like get into it because you don't really know what to expect, but pretty quickly into dead space, like it's sort of shown you all of its cards and, and at a certain point you have enough ammo in dead space to like not really be worried about like how you're going to get out of a situation should, you know, you get, you get um, a little too deep into it. Whereas this employs the same tactics of like, it only has a handful of cards and the handful of cards and the cards are just like, well, what if like a zombie, like just jumped out at you? It's like, yeah, that is startling, but is it scary? Not really. Um, there's been one scene that I've I've found to be actually quite tense, and then the rest of it has been pretty standard, just like walking around, something jumps out at you, ah, you fight it, and then you move on, if that makes sense. Um, and then, so, the gameplay of it, how similar yeah. to Dead Space is it? <laughs> um, this is a game that I think, if you didn't know who made it, you would be able to say like, wow, they are really trying to take dead space, but sort of spin it a little bit. Um, but I think they were sort of unsuccessful. Basically it has a much heavier emphasis on melee combat over the guns of dead space. As you saw in our, our, uh, retrospective of it on our, um, uh, and the bonus show for d- exclusive for deluxe Patreon producers. Um, the, the melee combat in Dead Space is like nothing. <laughs> like you have a melee attack, but there's just no reason to do it other than it kind of just push things off of you because it's really weak and, and there's just you're not going to really damage an enemy that way. Uh, in this game, it is like very, very heavily focused on melee um, and you're like you do get guns eventually, but the ammo for them is I don't think it's very scarce. I'm playing on the medium difficulty. Um, but your inventory space is very scarce. So you have to really like the, the scarcity is basically, you can be as scarce or as plentiful as you want it to be, but you have to balance like also holding health items and, and stuff like that. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Um, but the, the melee combat itself, um, in a word is just, it's, it's clunky. Mm. It's not very fluid. It doesn't feel very good to do. Uh, so basically when you get attacked by an enemy, um, you are going to be wanting to block, uh, uh, to dodge out of the way of their attacks. And to do that, you hold um, either the left or right direction on the uh, left stick and you will sort of like, you know, duck out of the way. And then if they come in for another swing, you 
tilt the stick to the other side and then you duck out of the way and you do that until they are sort of done attacking and then you counterattack with uh, a hit with either a baton or you get like a wrench or like a like any of your, your melee um, uh, weapons but the problem with that is the left stick is what you use to move <laughs> so like if you were trying to like juke around an enemy you know what I mean like run around them like or like reposition if they're attacking you you sort of get locked into this like animation that you might not necessarily be ready for um and, and it just doesn't feel very good uh because also like like i said like you you can't really reposition or anything like that because as soon as an enemy attacks you you get locked into this if you hit back if you're trying to like walk away from them back is to like do a block mm. so it, it's it's not like it just doesn't feel very fluid because it just like chunks you into this this stiff animation stuff um and then on top of that uh you you get better weapons as the game goes on, but like enemies are really really tanky. Like like shooting them also like they they take a few hits to to go down before you can start upgrading your weapons and stuff like that. Um, so it, it is very challenging because you die in like two or three or four hits, depending on how hard you get hit uh, and depending on like where you were starting in terms of health. So you go down really fast. The first actual combat encounter that I experienced at like the very beginning of the game took me like I'm not kidding six tries. Oh, because wow. like like the dodging. Not only is it is it like you have to hold the stick until their animation is pretty much finished in its entirety. So like if you let go sort of after they've moved their hand past you, even though it looks like they're done with their attack, if you let go of the dodge in that part moment, you're gonna get hit. Um, so, so you can't like really reduce, you can't out speed them essentially like the combat, the tempo of the combat is like pretty much exclusively how it's going to be. It, it is set by the actual enemies, not like by your ability to, to like quickly like transition from dodging to hitting. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So just like, like the, it's not fluid. Doesn't there's no fluidity yeah. to it. it. It feels very, very rigid and stiff. Uh, and then on top of that, like, it, like, it took me, like I said, like six <laughs> tries to beat the first enemy. And I was playing with Elena. She's sitting next to me. And I was like, do I think, does it look like I'm doing anything wrong here? <laughs> you know? And she's like, not really. And I was like, right. Like, this is so weird, man. Uh, because I, I think like. It just feels like a first pass at the idea mm -hmm. and it's like a decent idea enough idea but I think in execution it just doesn't really work all that well uh, and it just completely falls apart when you have to fight more than one enemy. Are you because so it does sound like you're talking about God of War Ragnarok. <laughs> <laughs> but so here's the deal man like in playing God of War Ragnarok is, is like I, I think the combat in that's serviceable. I think it's fine. But what I think it does a really good job with is that it has a really good weight to it. Mm. When you hit someone in that game, like with with any of your like special moves or like a finisher or something like that, like one of the pre-animated takedowns, like there's a real sense of weight to it because the audio design is so good. And and the like the animations are just so solid. Whereas in this game, it's it's just like it feels a little light. And it doesn't feel like you're like the like when you're connecting with an enemy, it doesn't feel like you're hitting them really that hard, which would make sense, which is why they're taking you yeah. know, 10 hits to go down. But like it, it just is really, really clunky and not in a way that I think feels good. Yeah. Or or like 
feels intentional, let's say, you know, because if you want to make if you want to make the melee combat feel like imprecise and, you know, realistic in that way, I, I think that would could be kind of a cool idea. Um, but it, it doesn't feel that way at all. It, it, it just feels like not super well executed. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. Um, is there anything good about it? Um, I think the atmosphere is, is pretty good. It It's one of those things where like, it's aping a lot of that dead space sort of atmosphere, but I really like that atmosphere. So I'm not, you know, upset about it. It looks really nice. Um, and, and I don't think it's bad necessarily. It, it, it's just one of those games that like is a little frustrating for what it could have been mm-hmm. so far in my, in my time with it. <clears throat> you know, like I, I yeah. don't think that the, I think that the review that the reviews that I've read for this um, have been pretty spot on. Like like the Jim Stephanie Sterling one, like that you read at the very end there, that thirty. Like I, I do, I think that they're right in that. Okay. I also think the IGN one is 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 super right. Like it, it is just like it's a, it's a frustrating game more than anything. In not only because the checkpoint system is also fucking terrible, it'll set you back like four or five minutes sometimes mm, um, no 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 and also um like, like some of the fights like you'll win the fight and you'll go like well what did i do there that was different than the four other times i've tried that fight you, like nothing yeah. you know what i mean like like it was just sort of a, a, a luck of the draw um and it uh it it is it is frustrating in, in that way also because like you move really slow because um it is taking like a page out of the like, you know, realism book where you're not just this guy who's just running around for, you know, five hours at a time. You know, he's walking. <laughs> yeah. And so he's so he's walking through the space station at the speed that you or I would walk through a space station, which is kind of cool. But it does mean that like getting places takes a minute. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I tweeted this too earlier that um, on the so in Dead Space, as you remember, um written on the wall it says you know cut off their limbs it it written Mm. blood like right at the beginning yeah i think that that's such a good like that's so haunting right like what like because there's so many questions that you ask like why yeah like (laughs) their limbs you know like like, it it is such a haunting spooky thing to write on the wall and especially like you know you imagine that was the last thing that this person did they wrote cut off their limbs to whoever comes behind them you know like this is what we figured out you need to do to kill these things. And like, that's the, the, the those are their last words. <laughs> yeah. That's scary as fuck. That's yeah, haunting, yeah, right? Like, I think yeah. that's really cool. But in Callisto protocol written on blood in the wall, on the wall, like four hours into the game is shoot the tentacles. <laughs> and there's nothing scary, but like, it's just, it's not haunting. It's not like unsettling. It's like, well, yeah, if I was looking at a guy and then some tentacles started spouting out of his chest, I probably would aim there. Like, <laughs> so, so for what I'm yeah. getting, the like graphical atmosphere feels good, but the like actual story context part of the atmosphere doesn't have that same kind of. It, it's just like, what if Dead Space was in a prison? Which is a cool concept, but then there is also like, well, also, what if we took away like most of the cool stuff about Dead Space? Yeah. Like, what okay. if we took away like the the unique like cut off their limbs, and and what if we also like. It also feels a little bit like a Dead Space Best Hits sort of collection. Uh, like like you're going through like a space hospital and you're going through the space laundry and, and stuff like that. And, you know, these are just like 
mundane places that would be on a space station. And so it's not unique to dead space, let's say, but I think it's just one of those things where like as a direct comparison, it does not do this game any favors. What I can say though, is that there's some ideas in it at the very least, even if they don't like the game takes some big swings with that combat stuff. Right. But like at the very, like it's still trying something new, which I think you can commend it for. Yeah. Right. Like not super successful, unfortunately, but like, Hey, at least you're trying something, which, which I think I can get behind. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I think the thing for me, this game was interesting to me, but like yeah. seeing the reviews, seeing the general stuff, I, it hits that point where I hate to be this guy, but like, I don't know if this is like a $70 game for me. I think that the, like, here's how I would recommend this game. If you are a Dead Space fan and we're looking forward to this, give it a shot knowing that it might not be exactly what you were expecting it to be. If you're not a Dead Space fan and are seeing reviews of this and are and and you know, you heard what I've just said and you're feeling a little bit like on the edge about it, I would say wait. Mm-hmm. I would say mm-hmm. don't. I would I would say don't go in on this. <laughs> right now it is not a thing you need to play right now like for example like preemptively this is just how i was feeling about it like i was fucking so excited for this game i was like this might be in like my top five of the year and like you know three days ago yeah (laughs) and then now i'm like you know no it's it's it won't it won't be you know yeah um i don't love it but i'm still going back to it i mean i did i purchased it so you know, but like, it's not something that I feel like I am dreading returning to. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Well, yeah, it's just disappointing. Also, its performance is bad. Oh, no, uh, it I, doesn't I run heard, very well. I heard um, part of the issue, the Steam copies were like very bad with frame rate. Right. Is that what you've the, been playing? The PCs, no, I'm playing on PS5. Okay. The PC stuff is like the, the clips I've seen. It's like pretty, pretty inexcusable. I mean, I mean, like the frame rate for people I've seen has just like dipped into nothing. You know, um, there's a lot of stuttering when you transition from areas, um, on, on the PS five, like you'll just get frame dips pretty frequently. Uh, there is a performance mode and a visual fidelity mode. Uh, you have to change that in the main menu. Go ahead and switch that performance mode on there, Like there's no reason to be playing this game at 25 frames per second. Like yeah, it does can, not. Yeah. So and for a game that already feels a little like, imprecise with its combat and stuff like that like you don't want to be doing that so what you're saying is the switch port is not the one to play no no that's gonna be a fucking slideshow dog (laughs) (laughs) they're gonna just have to convert that into a visual novel all right all right yeah so there you go Callisto protocol i'll be talking about it more next week uh i'll probably have it finished by then um yeah i don't think it's a very long game but so there you go Oh, well, guess that's a game I could put in my backlog, if ever. Yeah, but that's the thing, too. Like, th- this is, to be honest with you, like, one of the reasons why I uh, tend to, to stick with, like, physical media, because, like, my brother, big, huge Dead Space fan, introduced me to the series. Looking forward to this. I was texting him about it. He was like, yeah, I think I'm going to wait. And I was like, cool. At Christmas, when you come, you know, when I see you, I'll just give you the copy, like, the disc. You know, and then you don't have to, you have to buy it, like, as long as you're cool just waiting you know yeah so. i mean but I'm, I'm more thinking of like the time too i I think i would almost oh, it yeah, seems yeah. like knowing how much of a big fan you are of dead space 2 it seems like it's so far worthy of my time to play dead space 1 and dead space 2 over this i would say if you are if you 
after last week and the week before, we're like, damn, like Dead Space looks cool as hell. But this Callisto Protocol thing just doesn't kit, cut it for me. Play those two games. I think they hold up pretty well. I mean, you know, I'm obviously like in the court for Dead Space 2 over 1. Um, if you're going to have to like pick one of those two to play. But like, I, I think they hold up really well. It's, it's tough for me to say because I'm such a big fan. But there you go. Justin, you want to talk about the news? Let's do it. Breaking. Breaking, Justin. Uh, this isn't actually breaking. Sorry. Uh, we, this is on our on our notes. <laughs> um, Nintendo, you know, you love them. Uh, they have apologized you love sort them. of officially. <laughs> They've apologized for, for the performance of, of um, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet on the Switch. Uh, they basically said in a tweet, when was this? November 30th, so at the end of this past week here, or uh, middle, Wednesday. Uh, they said, a software update for hashtag Pokemon Scarlet and Violet version 1.1.0 uh, will be released on December 1st. Please visit our website for more information. We take the feedback from players seriously and will continue to work on improvements to the game. Um, they are apparently working on, on improving the performance for Scarlet and Violet. The patch, however, doesn't necessarily say what they've fixed. It more just says um it, it it more just says like we have heard the feedback yeah and and that's interesting um because i don't know if you need to hear the feedback nintendo play the game yeah <laughs> like it, it, it's 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 funny to me because it's just one of those things where like I, I i think that the performance of this game while some people are having like different re not reactions to it are seeing it more than others i think uh or, or in specific places more than others I, I do not think it takes like a lot of time and research to figure out like oh no the, the frame rate's bad the pop-in's terrible like you know what i'm saying yeah yeah i i don't know i, I go back to like i don't want to sound like i'm excusing the way the game runs and the kind of bugs that i've seen with it like, and I know that that Pokemon is like one of the most like highly profitable entertainment properties ever, probably, right? It is the most. The most. There you go. Yeah. But like, it's not like the Pokemon company has ever released a fully open world game like this before. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It, it's like, it's it just, yeah. It's like the growing. Well, I guess they did. They did. Uh, what's it? RCS. Although that wasn't like fully open world, and, but. and it didn't run well. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's one of those things, right? Where like it felt like Pokemon Legends Arceus was testing the waters, right? It wasn't a fully open world. It was it was segmented areas, and um, when you have those different segmented areas, it, that felt like a potential technical test to see what they could get away with and what they could do. You play that game, and it's like, oh, not much. <laughs> like, oh. It, you know, hey, sometimes when you do a test, it doesn't work so well. Like, that's what the test, that's what a test is. Um, but, like, I don't know if they could have learned anything from that because it, like, it just happened. Out, it just happened. Like, eight months ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I, and, and I don't know. And I if think I, if I, I were a Pokemon company, I would maybe just hire people to make the games you know, well, like, like who knew I, I how think, to like i do think that's easier said than done because like i'm sure like the is. exact like company that that does the games normally or the or the or employees do the game they can scale up to a certain degree but like 
kind of coming in and gutting that core team and bringing another team to do something like that would take a lot of time. So like, I guess my thing about this is the fact that this is happening and this is the story I hope is enough for the next time they decide to come out with an open world Pokemon game that they do in fact bring in the more resources and the more people to help make this run. Because again, all of the digital foundry stuff about this game is mostly talking about how it's just old antiquated design, design philosophy (laughs) that's making the game run like this. Um, and if they can like really like start updating that stuff, I would hope that they learn from it and like think, rethink what to do with a game like this. And I hope it doesn't make them go backwards and all of a sudden make them go like, well, we're just going to do another like top down, uh, you know, uh, game that you can't, it's not really an open world back to the original stuff, because I really hope like this is the future of Pokemon because there's so much good stuff about it. Um, but I, I do think there is a lot of technical bad about it that, is not necessarily ruining my enjoyment of the game, but I think is ruining a lot of people's enjoyment of the game. I, I, I vowed when I got an Xbox Series X and I played a game, that, and I noticed the shift from 30 frames to 60 frames in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I vowed not to be that guy who is a, who is a you know, 60 frames per second snob. And I'm not that guy. Still, I'm not that guy. I think you got to be hitting 30 for me to give it the, te- <laughs> the old technical pass because I truly I, like I, I'm not trying to be dramatic. I cannot play this game on a TV like I can't play a doctor on a TV. It makes me a little motion sick because it's just it's too jerky. It's too like it, it's too like jarring. It works. OK, it, it, it feels better in handheld because I think it's a smaller screen. I, I guess I, I don't know why for me it feels better in handheld, but on a big TV like it, it kind of turns my stomach over, <laughs> which is not good well I, um, and you're definitely not alone with that i didn't play it on a no. tv yet because that's not how i consume things um yeah and i guess like part of my head when i'm playing this is i still think of pokemon as a handheld game and i know the switch isn't necessarily like a hand just a solely handheld system it's supposed to it's be a hybrid it's supposed to be bringing console games to high to handheld modes and stuff like that um but with that like <laughs> i mean i just imagine like five years ago getting a game like this Oh, well, and that's the thing, like five years when the switch first launched, if this came out, it would have been like a moment. Now, I just don't think it, it's it is not where it needs to be. And it, it's I, I just find it to be a little disappointing. Yeah, I'm enjoying the game. OK, but like I, I just I sit here and I wonder, like, what if you gave this to the team who made Xenoblade 3? Like, what if you gave Pokemon to them? And and you know what I mean, like, so they could they could make those environments because I also think the envi- like, I think the environments are kind of boring. I think the first environment's pretty cool, but like, there's so many that are just like it's a field. I'm like, okay, <laughs> like, like it's a desert. Yeah, right. Like, which is fine. Like it, it that works for Pokemon in the past because it was the top down stuff. Um, but like you give that to Xenoblade Chron- the the people who made Xenoblade. Like, gosh, that makes me like. I would love that. I, I don't would, I don't disagree with you, but I think that Xenoblade had Chronicles, Xenoblade had two, Xenoblade had three, had X, had all the remakes to really work on getting to where they are now. And personally, yes. selfishly, I'd rather than fucking work on another Xenoblade game. <laughs> oh, for, like 100%. I, I guess I'm just saying like a, 
a give it give this to a studio that has made games of high caliber yeah. on the Switch uh, uh, of this kind, right? Of the open world variety, where like it just doesn't. I think, and I think we talked about this last week, or I guess two weeks ago, um, that so many people have seen this game and like attributed it to like the switch is an old piece of hardware. And like, that is true. It's not super powerful. Like, like that is not incorrect, but I think that this is the work of a developer that doesn't know what to do with this hardware or doesn't know how to make these sorts of games as proven by the digital foundry stuff you're talking about. Like, as opposed to this being about the switches like pound for pound computational power. Obviously that is true. Obviously, it's a problem. But and to really like hit the interesting part about this is that I didn't realize. Like, I understand like like when people say like this is so quick for this game to come out. What two and a half years after Sword and Shield? Is it even two and a half years? Two years? It was twenty nineteen. So like three. So, so yeah, three years then I guess. Like that's that seems like a quick turnaround, right? But they can't wait on this because if you've been following like the anime, they just finished the Sword and Shield arc. Um, right. Yeah. It has to like, so be in- they got to move on and they got to keep going forward. And yeah. I think at a certain point, like that becomes the problem because this game could have used another year. And I think the, uh, the mainline Pokemon fans wouldn't have been upset if it had another year, but it can't no. wait another year because if it waits another year, it puts everything back in the Pokemon gears and cogs back. And I think the funny thing yeah. is that probably, the game part of Pokemon is such a small part of that whole overall piece of what they do. Oh yeah. So I mean, think about like all the merch they're selling. Yeah. The so to them, it's and, like, yeah. all right, well we'll release this game. It's not great. Perfect. Whatever. We'll release it, but we're going to keep moving forward with, uh, with the rest of this industry. And ultimately I don't think this game will hurt that. And I still think that maybe people might be hesitant on the next one, but your main, your main core crazy Pokemon fans like me will buy it no matter what. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I just hope that they, I hope that they learn some lessons from this game. Not necessarily even from the technical s- standpoint of things. I think you and I were texting about this when you were in Mexico about like, I don't know if the open world nature of this is necessarily like doing it a whole lot of favors. Um, you, you know, you look at like Breath of the Wild and like why that game works so well, being open world and being so laissez faire about like you know t- tack on whatever order you want. It it works because like you can go wherever you want. And the only thing that's stopping you is like your skill. So like, as you learn the game, you can go do the harder, you know, areas and whatever. Um, but like in general, like you are going to be like the world scales with you a little bit. Whereas this game, like there's no reason to do anything out of order. Like, like, (laughs) So the idea of like play your own way just doesn't make sense uh, with, yeah. with a game like this. And I think even exploring doesn't make too much sense because there's nothing to do. Yeah. Like nothing to do. Like there's like obstacles and stuff that make getting around and like seeing different Pokemon in different areas fine. But like it's not mm-hmm. like if I get to the top of this hard to reach mountain or this like I kind of like, you know, jump on all this stuff to get to the top here. It's not like that reveals something other than maybe a different Pokemon maybe a weird item or something like that, but like it's a like potion. Yeah. It's not quite like fulfilling enough to explore the world. So it's like, what's the yeah. point of having the tech like this? If that is going to be like my result for exploring. Yeah. I think to be like, okay, to be honest, like I know you're talking about like not reverting back to like the top down stuff, but I thought that like the way that Pokemon sun and moon and the way that Pokemon sword and shield handled things was pretty good where you still had like, you know, 3d movement in these environments. Um, but you, maybe didn't have full control over the camera 
um, which I don't know, maybe do that, but uh, maybe give you full control of the camera. I don't actually really care that much. Um, as long as the environments are cool and, and like the Pokemon are interesting, like I'm personally fine with a more linear game. It just maybe find a happy medium. Well, I don't know. I, I, that's why sword and shield is still like one of the top games for me. Cause I loved going through that wild area, those wild areas. Sure. Like I think that was, that was the, you're exactly right. The perfect medium of giving, getting that open world where Pokemon pop up. Like if, yeah. if, you could have the open world area, the wild areas with the Pokemon acting like real Pokemon like they do in Scarlet and Violet, but you still had those linear things to go through. Like, that that, that could have been pretty cool, pretty special. But, um, you know, next time, uh, three more years to come out with another one, Pokemon, uh, Chartreuse, and uh, Periwinkle. I'm going Periwinkle. Okay, I'll be the Chartreuse guy. It's fine. Is yeah. that a color? Well, Chartreuse, I think so. Cool. Or maybe it's a cheese. It's a fun word to say. Maybe that'll be the next thing. It'll be different cheeses, and then you have oh. you have charcuterie boards instead of sandwiches. Oh wait, what if it was like Pokemon Brie Ooh. and Pokemon Cheddar? Yeah, I mean, I think we're onto something because Sun and Moon isn't a color. It's a cheese, no. and, and it's the cheese land that you're in. Diamond and Pearl. Mm. Dude, I would play. <laughs> if they went cheese, like you, know, you pick up, you pick up Pokemon Provolone yet? Yeah, no, I'm I I got I picked up the cheddar. I'm I'm the kind of traditional kind of poke poke cheese player. Yeah, uh, Provolone's got Dragonair, so I, I needed to mm, make sense. Dragonite, yeah, so yeah. I wanted to go with that. Yeah. Um, there's a whole lot of Nintendo news here. Um, let's just briefly touch on the Mario movie. The, they had their uh, second like trailer pop up, and um, I think this movie looks pretty good. <laughs> I don't know. Like I was I. I you know, this is a recorded podcast. Everything's on the record. I was not maybe like super positive on the idea of this movie to begin with. Or maybe like, I guess I was just like expecting it to be terrible. It, 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 like just not very good. Yeah. And like now, like these trailers, like it, it looks pretty good. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, do I'm, I'm shocked. I think still the worst thing about this game, uh, this game, Jesus, this, uh, movie looks to be the uh chris pratt impersonation of mario i don't know i mean like i guess we haven't seen enough of him for me to really know for sure but like the worst part is like the most uninspired choice that they made because like even when he makes the mario things it's like if i'm just like wahoo like if i'm just doing that like it doesn't (laughs) yeah like it doesn't fit like me yeah doing that at all um but like every other choice they made i mean these these freaking toads like yeah they look great like they're gonna be some of my favorite characters of all time um and uh i i think like the when they had the little cute eyes at that one part like there's just so many like just little things that i think are gonna be be very special and good i think they made uh princess peach fun it's uh it's like luigi is the 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 princess that needs to be rescued instead of peach which i think is a good um kind of like twist on subversion yeah um and like uh, clearly all the mario references from like a 2d mario game to smash brothers to mario kart like they're really going all out in this movie uh with all these little references and connections to the games like i I think it's gonna be it'll be fun to watch at the very least agreed um yeah i don't know like like this trailer for me just cemented like yeah this looks pretty good actually yeah (laughs) like um so yeah, we'll we'll see. I guess there's not really much to say other than like this looks pretty good. <laughs> it's a movie. Um, 
Ah, <laughs> that's a pretty good. That's a pretty strong contender for the episode title. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there you go. Um, Nintendo. Speaking of Smash, um, they canceled Smash World Tour. Uh, like I think like a week or two weeks before. Um, before the the smash tournament was set to begin so smash world tour is like a small esports competition for smash players uh and nintendo has shut its next two events down um let's see well, so uh, actually, actually nintendo only shut down the 2023 one allegedly um and nintendo didn't shut down the 2022 one it was the the they didn't have anything to say about that event and they just decided to cancel it are you sure yeah um let's see here so this gamesindustry.biz article here we've got nintendo cancel smash world tour organizers accuse panda global of sabotage uh, it says both the 2022 Smash World Tour Championship, which was due to run from December 9th to 11th in San Antonio, Texas, and 2023 Smash World Tour have been canceled. Or am I, am I reading that they, they have been canceled, but uh, Nintendo released uh, an updated statement through IGN uh, that said um, the, the decision to cancel the Smash World Tour 2022 was still was and still is their own choice, Nintendo said. Oh, oh, oh. So it was like a marketing Weird. deal that fell through for 2023, but for 2022, the one that's happening this year was the choice of, I guess, the uh, Smash World Tour or organizers. But um, I don't know. I don't think Nintendo ever makes it easy for its partners to deal with no. Nintendo. Um, so I think it's it's it makes you wonder why. <laughs> Like, what were, what were these deals that were coming down here that made this something that they would cancel? But I think this is, like, just not a good look for Nintendo, regardless of if it's their choice or not. So I wonder if it was Smash World Tour being like, you know what? Screw you, Nintendo. We're going to make it look even worse for you at this point. Nintendo is always just so, like, openly hostile to their fan bases, which I find just to be, like, wild. Like, these people want to play your games because they love your games. Yeah. You know, like, yep. let them do that. I... I I think it's got to be a money thing, right? About they're just like, well, people are making money off of these things that we're not a part of. Yeah, it, it just seems like they're it's overly, be, right? they are overly protective about yes. their properties. Um, yes. And like, while I understand emulators, that's that's a different story that I can understand why they would be going uh, after emulator makers. Um, stuff like this, like, you know, back when they had that Nintendo program for streaming um, things on YouTube and doing Let's Plays oh of things gosh, like yeah. that, like that, that is them like trying to create innovation in the industry to protect the big company when honestly, that probably creates more negative PR for your company than anything, um, rather than just letting people share and play the games that, that they love. And um, YouTube is such a ambiguous thing in terms of like ownership rights, I think, too. Um, but I don't know if it's like do doing justice to your fans to support this stuff. Yeah. 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 This is, al it's always a bummer to hear. And I mean, this is not a new thing for Nintendo, but it's always just like, come on. Yeah. You just want me to be better. Uh, Justin Sonic frontiers, uh, Sega provided an update on, um, what's to come for Sonic frontiers. They showed off their 2023 content roadmap. They've basically got three major updates. All this is free, by the way. Um, the first things to come in the up, the first update is a jukebox mode where you can just like listen to the tracks on there. Uh, by the way, 
pierce the veil. I, I thought I heard them in <laughs> the uh, like heavy supersonic songs. Um, but the when I was in high school, I was a big fan. I was a big fan. Pierce the veil. That's, uh, that's the name of a group. Yes, that is a, that is a band. Oh, that's um, and and they were like there was like these songs going uh, during the supersonic moments, and I was like, oh. That sounds a lot like Pierce the Veil. And then at the very end, when like I'm watching the credits and recording it all, and, and like music is like the last thing that's always attributed in credits, like all the Pierce the Veil stuff I was like, oh, <laughs> I was right. <laughs> like, oh, weird. Um, so we got the jukebox. The uh, a photo mode is being added. Uh, I'll be, I'm curious what that means. Like, do you think that it would load in the stuff that you're not able to see from the pop in? I mean, probably. <laughs> yeah. By the way. Our friend, our friend Dave Parker from Button Mashing 101, a great podcast, by the way, um, uh, said, like, I can't believe Sonic Frontiers lost the pop-in, uh, like, the worst pop-in award to Pokemon. But it's so wild. Pokemon was the reigning champ with Legends Arceus. Yep. Yep. Sonic Frontiers won it from them. Pokemon won it back. It's like, <laughs> it's, oh, no, you're not going to take this crown from us. We're going to... Just, like, the worst optimized video game. And then... <laughs> And then Callisto Protocol is like, we're over here. <laughs> um, so then also they're, they're going to add new challenge modes to, um, to Sonic Frontiers. I just assume that means like new challenges to the existing levels and not additional levels. But um, I guess who's to say. So that's the first update. And then the second update is um, something for Sonic's birthday. I guess I don't know when that is. Every day um, is Sonic's birthday. Sonic's birthday day he was born on what's the sixth month of the year january february march april may june he was born on june 23rd so i suppose that's when we can sort of expect this second update the first update by the way um uh never mind sorry the, the first piece of of dlc that's coming to the game is you can dress uh sonic up in a little, a little santa hat and jacket and that's that's fun free coming coming to all uh, game owners on December 21st. I can't wait for that uh, but, shit. So the second update's got Sonic's birthday. Um, some It says open zone challenge, and there's like a little like time attack looking logo. So I guess there's going to be some additional challenges in the op- overworld. Um, and then new Coco, which <laughs> are like the little... Like Fuego Like Korok guys. Like Fuego No, like the little... They're like the little... The little stone guys. And um, I'm curious what that means, because if it means like they're going to add new Coco characters, like I like that won't change a single thing. Like you hardly see him in the game and like, like they blend into the background so easily. So I don't even know what that would even mean. I wonder if that means like new Coco mini games, because Ooh. there are some mini games <gasps> in the story that are some of the worst I've ever played, uh, like just uninspired like terrible stuff grass. man no like um it'll be like you've got one minute to round up all the cocos and get them all to amy and it just means you just have to walk near them and push them over to amy in a minute yeah. like it's 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 har- hardly what someone could consider a game <laughs> like all it's just all i want is yeah. to be able to pet a coco on the head and say everything will be okay uh, I saw that I didn't get, get this particular voice line, but Sonic, like, uh, I suppose just like ponders aloud going like, 
I wonder if there's a Chow Garden near here. <laughs> and like, if I if I had heard that, I would have like been so excited because I would have assumed that they were teasing like, oh, there's going to be a Chow Garden or something like that. But <laughs> nope, nope. Everything won't be okay, little Chows. You're stuck on the GameCube. Um, that's not true. I think there've been ports of those games, but, uh, and then the third update is going to be, you're gonna be able to have new playable characters. So it looks like you can, you're going to be able to play as tails, knuckles, Amy, and potentially Sage. And then, uh, it just says, and new story. So I guess just story DLC, but uh, <laughs> didn't really, didn't really think that story was one to write home about. So more, I don't know if it's going to help, but what? interesting that this is all free. That's cool, I guess. Yeah, right? I mean, like, it, just to get people back into it, um, and like maybe another reason for a sale to get people to play it again um, if they haven't played it before. Uh, a yeah. surprising move, in my opinion, from Sega, who with the past Sonic releases have been like nickel and diming people. Remember for like, an like menu animations or something like that from the the. Sonic 1, 2, and 3 Oh, remastered. yeah, yeah, yeah. How bad you know that was. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like, all like the pre-order <laughs> bonuses, and there's like a whole flow yeah. chart, like, like a crazy mind map of something like that. Um, do, do you, like, the new characters, that might be interesting. I wonder how that's going to change the game. Uh, well, now, Justin, what does that mean, new characters? The game is built for Sonic to run around. Like, if you just have Tails and can fly around, like... You're not going to be like those little like loop de loops and whatever the fuck are not like built for flying. You, I don't know. Like, like, uh, Peter, have you ever played a game <laughs> called, um, uh, Sonic like 06? Yes, yeah. I have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that classic game. Um, have you ever played uh, a game? Oh, why can't I remember this game? I was going to like be, be all like profound with making a good connection here. Um. Uh, oh, Donkey Kong sixty four. Have you played that game? Uh, no, but you switch between the the different and each character has family, a different right? selection of bananas that they can collect based on their um based on who they are. So if I'm Donkey Kong, I'm like you know walking around, and then I all of a sudden see like a a, a red banana. I can't pick that up. I got to get Diddy, Diddy Kong, to right? get the red yeah. banana. So they could just fill this world with even more shit and different colors to only have certain colored bananas that you can like, well, it wouldn't be bananas. It'd probably be rings or something that your different character could pick up. Maybe Knuckles can climb up the wall. I mean, you've played Sonic Adventure. Well, but like, that's the thing. Sonic can climb up the walls in this game. Yeah, but like he does <laughs> like, it with his feet, not his knuckles I and guess, his brain. I guess that's true. Tails, Tails can like use his like, I've seen this in a video game before, uses his, his tails for like propellers to go faster. Yeah. So he Which can is, run it's fast. One of those things, it's just one of those things where like, I've always found that the appeal of playing as different characters in Sonic is that they control different and have different mechanics and stuff. Yeah. But for a game like Sonic Frontiers, that's just like very clearly designed, you know, just to be played as Sonic because that's what the game is. Like, throwing different new characters in. I guess if, if it's just new skins, like, for Sonic, that's fine, I suppose. But, I don't know. It just seems a little odd to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we'll see. I, I can't wait to see. Because, l- let me tell you something, Peter. I got some surprising news for you. Tell me the news. I have played <laughs> Sonic yeah. Frontiers, oh. man. 
Yeah, how much? How much Sonic Frontiers have you played? You didn't uh, know that there were mini games. Well, so. first of all, <laughs> side quests. I didn't. Um, I didn't pay full price for this. I mean, it came like three weeks in. I got it for like what twenty five dollars. Oh, it's like thirty bucks right now. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's I like got like a, a sale cheap. for it. So, so first of all, good on me for waiting and in in in, yes, in making that smart smart call. Uh, but I gotta admit, my friend, I kind of like it. <laughs> I somebody rolling her eyes. <laughs> no, I'm not rolling my eyes. I'm just like I get like I do get it. Like I I I get it. I like I, I get it. <laughs> this is not for me. Like, like I just I can't I can't with it. It the the the, the things that I like about it and I probably played it for yeah. 6 hours at this point. Um, are you in the first area or are you in the desert? I'm still, I'm still in the first area. I haven't, I have, I'm about to attack that, that boss dude. Yeah. That boss baby. Um, I'm guessing that's when you become like super saiyan. Mm. Yeah. Um, sorry, spoilers, I guess, whatever. Um, no, but it's like, in the trailers. The, I know, <laughs> the things I like about it, um, is that it's just like, it's one of those things that kind of like wherever you go, there's something to do. That is true. Yes. And, you're right. Some of the stuff you do is stupid, like having your cocos go into a a, a kennel, um, or like in one of the mini games, literally you cut grass. You had a time limit to cut grass. Um, oh, that you weren't even joking about that. No, it's literally that. like one. You got to like do the circle <laughs> thing to do it. Okay. Um, but like it, it is constantly doing different stuff, and I think even like when they really give you a good vertical puzzle, um, it is kind of fun to get to the top of something and like find out yeah. how to do that correctly. Um, and I think the, the, the parts that are kind of annoying to me, um, the map is really annoying to me. Um, <laughs> it Terrible. is not a great map to like, kind of find out like what stuff is. I think their decision to lock fast travel behind unlocking all of the shrines is one of the stupidest Dumb. things. Um, and I was actually really enjoying the currency progression, uh, and I thought it was like doing a good job of like just randomly giving you stuff by like doing enough circles on the ground to like pop up coins, sometimes popping up keys, whatever, to like finding yeah. the stuff in the world. Um, and even the fishing thing, I was like, oh, this is like, I can see why this could break the game. But the fact that you only can use these purple tokens in order to buy them is like, mm-hmm. I, hey, there's a limited amount I can do. That kind of makes sense. But then they do that thing when they repopulate the open world with the enemies and they do this weird like um like the slot, the machine, slot machine thing that just goes like on completely like, way what is too this long. From? And you Wait, it's like you, five minutes. It's like and you get like five. hundreds of those coins. And that happens yeah. every time it cycles. And then it resets all this other stuff that you've like found in a lock. So like basically it's like yeah. that is when it gets to be a problem. So like I I, I think I can understand like the more you play it, the less interesting everything gets because for me, oh, go on. the currencies just become worthless at a certain point and it just becomes finding the stuff and doing the stuff. And I'm sure a lot of the puzzles are maybe slightly different and a lot of the mini games are slightly different, but a lot of the same concepts and stuff that you do. So every world you get is probably just going to add on to that. But so far with what I played for it, I have been constantly taken into several different directions so i'm never too bored and it's a really good just pick up and play for 10 minute game in my opinion yeah uh i i thought uh, to clarify for the first three hours or so i was kind of into it yeah i was kind of like oh cool and then when i realized like 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 oh i can't wait to see where they go with this or like oh this is kind of a cool idea and then like 
you get to the second area and you're like, oh, it's just more of that. Like, n- like does not evolve, does not like go anywhere new. Uh, like that's where that's when I started to, to sour on it a little bit. When it when I got to the second spot and was like, oh, oh, no. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, how long did it take you to platinum it? Uh, so I was I had 30 hours. But that is not accurate because of the like work stuff I had to do with it. So like the game was open for a long time. So like yeah, because I, I, I don't know. I, I would I, say, I would say twenty ish. I, I, I think the worst thing to do would be to sit down and marathon this game for it. Like I think that is probably one of the things that would ruin this experience for me, just because yeah. it's very samey. It doesn't have that like same sense of everything is like new and different. There's a lot of different activities, but it's not like if I go over here, there's something new. It's like you kind of know what you're going to get over there. Like it's going to be one of ten things that you could possibly do um yes and there's like a lot of stuff just throughout the world that you can do um and i i do really like the sonic levels in them that you have the the 2d They're pretty good the 2d ones are fun the racing ones are fun like it really does harken back to the good stuff about sonic um i don't think this do you know game, why what do you know why it harkens back to the good stuff of sonic because it's the good stuff of sonic because it's just remake it's just old levels that they put different coats of paint on oh even on the 3d ones the, the th- especially the 3d ones most of them are from sonic adventure 2 <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> i had this i had this moment where i was like whoa this is a lot like a, a very obscure level from sonic adventure 2 when shadow the hedgehog goes to pumpkin hill and then i was like wait a fucking second it is <laughs> it's like i was like this is exactly that level yeah no that's that's why it feels so good <laughs> see i mean and like I don't think there's anything wrong with that necessarily because no, like, you, you get like a good neither. like best of hits. The, maybe the second game might be more challenging when they have to come up with them on their own. Um, like a new level. Yeah. What? <laughs> uh, like a big yeah. open world maybe. Um, yeah. But again, I think this is like, I'm going to look at it as a positive thing for Sonic because while it's not perfect, I think it shows that there is still life in a Sonic franchise. Um, and I think that there is like potential for this. Like if this game ran better, if this game had like a more interesting open world, if it was really more intentional with some of these puzzles that you're doing, um, I think it's right there. And I think I'm excited to see what comes next. So Sonic or Sega or Sonic team, I don't remember who did say like, hey, we're, we're taking a lot of the criticism we're hearing about this to heart. And we're crying and a lot that, every night. We just yeah, go to bed. Blubbery listen tears. to Hitbox and Peter just hates it. Yeah. I, I don't hate it. Um, it, it like like um, they, they said that they're taking a lot of that criticism to heart and that this is sort of the new era of Sonic. Like this is the, like the direction they're going. And personally, if they're if they are truly are hearing a lot of the, the critiques of this. And saying, okay, how are we going to adapt this for our next game? That's a game I want to play. That's a game I'm potentially interested in. Because like I said, in the beginning of the game, when I was like, oh, there's all these ideas. That's so cool. What made me dislike the game was when I realized like, oh, it's just, it's 20 hours of just these like same six ideas, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I will be interested to see what comes from this. It's just that with the game that they release, I just don't think it's very good. Um, Justin Game Awards right around the corner <gasps> next week even um, by the time you're hearing this dear listener it's tomorrow if you're listening to this on Hitbox Day on Wednesday the 7th it's tomorrow it's Ooh. on Thursday uh, and Mr. Jeff Keeley um, has said that he's listened to the to the uh, feedback from years prior and says that th- this year's Game Awards will be significantly shorter than years prior I mean years prior was like three hours three and a half hours 
um, which can be long, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? Um, for me, it's always one of those things. His showcases in particular are ones that I tend to, like, I'll put on in the background as as I'm doing other things or as I'm working on something else and, and sort of like, oh, is that interesting? Nope. All right. Back to it. Or, yep, let's watch the Elden Ring trailer or whatever. Um, so I, I, I'll be curious what significantly shorter means um, in, in terms of like a runtime. Uh, Keeley told Video Games Chronicle uh, in an article titled The Game Awards Will Be Significantly Shorter This Year Due to Feedback by Jordan Miller that um, he said, we think there's uh, been a little bit of fatigue about how long the show has been. There are lots of games and lots of things um, that want to be a part of it, but we're cutting back on those things to hopefully have a bit more of a streamlined show. Um, what I hope this doesn't mean, I hope they are not cutting awards because <laughs> so many of the awards are already given in the pre-show, <laughs> which adds an additional, what, like 30, 45 minutes to the actual game awards. Yeah, I think that's exactly um, probably what they're going to do is they're going to just rush through yeah. some of these awards because, yeah. I mean, like how there's a lot, right? <laughs> like there's like what, like 30 or yeah, something like that. Like there's a lot of awards to go through. So even if you give each of those two minutes, which they deserve two minutes to see things, I would say um, that yeah. would be way too long of a show. Um, like yeah. that would be way, way too long of a show, um, if they want to cut stuff. Um, and yeah, I want to see game announcements and stuff like that, but I want, I want there to be, and I appreciate what Jeff does. Um, I appreciate the, the effort to come together and make an award show like this. Yeah. Um, and it's not easy to be the wrangler of, right. of excitement and right? I, and, and having to tell people like, Hey, unfortunately people are not excited for Dune Spice Wars. Yep. Like people like, yep. sorry. Yep. Right. Um, so like. I think that is like admirable, but when it comes down to it, it's really just another way to make money um, and uh, and another way to have, you know, new trailers and and, uh, branding deals. And yeah, the awards are part of it, which bring people to watch it. But that's all part of the marketing aspect of this. Um, So, you know, like I I hope it's shorter for the better, not shorter to cut what I actually want to see, which is the Oscars of video games. So me too. And they're giving Joseph Ferris a microphone this year. He's one of the presenters. No, (laughs) (laughs) that's really funny. Actually, (laughs) what a redemption arc, right? Wow. Wow. It really came full Um, circle there. Can't wait to see what they do next year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Justin, there have been some rumors surrounding the things that could be coming to the game awards. Um, There's a pretty unsubstantiated claim that Sekiro two is first of all exists. And second of all is coming um from from software uh also in from software people are saying that there's gonna be some elden ring dlc announced at the game awards which i think is probably more likely if they're going to be announcing anything um i I, i've never played the dlc for any of the um from soft games i don't know i've never really followed those like in, in terms of like how long it takes for that stuff to come out but i don't know it's been almost a year at this point so i could i could certainly see it but do you think Sekiro 2? What how, how does Yeah, I think, what does that feel like I think to you? both of those sound unlikely to me if they do both of oh, those. Oh, you think so? I mean, maybe it's like uh Elden Ring DLC comes out a year after it's released, kind of thing, like they tease it in the release yep. date. Sekiro maybe a teaser, but I don't think we're gonna hear like Sekiro 2 is coming out next year. Like that seems like a really big turnaround for this for this company. And I know they've been expanding. Like, yeah. But and I know they didn't they didn't um uh Miyazaki like say that they like the, that they were wrapping another project 
Yeah, and so I think that's what like that's why people are thinking that. But I thought I thought that there were some internal reports and whatever that it would be. What was that called? Armor core. Yeah, Armor yeah, something like that. And I don't think it's going to be as like wide, big scale as something like a Sekiro because I think Sekiro's seconds away from popping off as being another big game too. And I think like yeah. I think it, it was uh, people liked it when it came out. I think it was refreshing uh, when it came out from the style of it. Not quite the Souls game that people wanted, but it didn't have to be. But it had that difficulty that people liked. It had that throwing your head against the wall until you finally beat uh, the bosses to it. So yeah. I, I don't know. Both of them seem unlikely to me, but maybe maybe I'm wrong. I would say one or the other, and I think Elden Ring DLC seems like the more logical one to be announced at this moment. Agreed. And I think that, that's a uh, big, you, that's a banger, man. Yeah, I mean, like, dep- if it's free, I'd play it. I probably wouldn't be, but, like, I don't know. I liked Elden Ring quite a bit. Um Another rumor says that we're going to be seeing uh, Kojima's next game. To me, that feels like a pretty that that seems logical. He he's been teasing his Al Fanning thing for a while, and he's close personal friends with uh, Jeff Keighley. So like, yeah, let's see that trailer. Yeah, like that. Could, like to me, that's that's big enough to be like a. This is the final announcement of the show. Yeah. yeah. Even if it's a little teaser trailer with all those like teases of L Fanning, who, what, where, who am I? When am I? Yeah. To what extent am I? Even if that is just like they animate that into a more specific thing with a title. That's all I need. Yes. You know, just to like get, get yeah. that, that hype building. Cause I do think like Kojima is the, the, the guy in the industry to create that kind of like mystery and hype. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, I think, I think this would be a good place for that. Um, so yeah, I'm, I, I, I'm hopeful for that agreed um yeah i don't know the the rumors i I think everyone's just always excited to i think that the game awards are a good um like they're good sort of catch-all for like showcasing what is coming next year that didn't make it into e3 yeah you know yeah um i'm hoping that we get uh an update on alan wake 2 because they announced that at the game awards last year um I don't know how likely that is, but um, is there anything you are on your game awards wish list? No, not not necessarily. Um, I don't know if there's anything at this point that I need because you look at the upcoming year, like at the mm. beginning of the year. There's a ton of stuff coming out, man. Yeah, I would love another Dead Space trailer. Series scared me there. Um, yeah, another Dead Space trailer or game. Yeah. Uh, trailer what if they say dead space 2 remake they know how successful the dead space 1 remake is going to be so they're like dead space 2 remake and really all it is is just like uh oh you're making a face you're excited for that i'm thinking i'm I'm pondering it keep going and then they're just basically like here it is some uh now we're not instead of it being fully voice acted we're going to go back to a silent protagonist we're going to make the graphics worse (laughs) they go like the opposite yeah (laughs) yeah it's like it's a D-make. It's like a PS1 D-make. I would I mean, play the fuck out of that, actually. That'd be pretty cool, actually. <laughs> I would play that in, like, a Resident Evil-style, like, tank control. <laughs> I would actually... Hold on. Hold Wait on. a second. Um, I, I'm going to make it. All I have to do is learn how to make video games. Um, Simple, right? Really easy. doesn't take a lot they, of time. If they announced a Dead Space 2 remake, I would fold my arms, and I would say, I'm listening. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like, it would be one of those things where, like, I, I need to play your first remake first. And then we'll talk EA, you know, we got, this. um, but I don't know, based on what we've seen of that game, of that remake, like it looks pretty good and I, maybe it'll be better than the Callisto protocol, which will be sad. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if that'd be sad. I mean, like not sad. It, it's just one of those things where like, 
I, I think about the creators like looking at the reception to Callisto Protocol and like knowing that there is probably going like the Dead Space remake will probably be pretty well received um, down the line. Like, and it just makes me feel bad. Like, I wish your game was better and that we would have all liked it more and that it could just I don't know. What's better, Dead Space One or Callisto Protocol? Uh, probably Dead Space One. What's better, Callisto Protocol or the Medium? Closer protocol. Okay, good. <laughs> just, I gotta get. The, I just like, we, I gotta, we gotta, gotta like level this out yes. for a second. You know, to be honest, yeah. the game awards. What I want to see at the game awards, I just want to see mm. what, what's game of the year. Um, and I, I, I think yeah. I want to see if my what's it's not hate. I don't hate Elden Ring. I just don't get Elden Ring. Um, sure. I want to see if I'm alone in that. <laughs> if Elden Ring wins every award it's nominated for, I might be like, all right, I'm wrong, guys. I, I, like, not that I'm wrong. I just. I still think when I look at Elden Ring to me, it is not, mm. I don't see it as this iterative game. I see it as the best version of a Souls game ever, if that makes sense. And I, I know what you're saying. And I think um, you could say the same thing about God of War, right? But like, I think the stuff about God of War scratches my itches so much better um, than uh, Elden Ring. And I still think the scope of, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, man, I don't know. I, I listen, Justin. You don't need to defend why you don't like Elden Ring to me. Like I get it. It's not. It is not for everyone. Like it's no, not. No, no. Not everything's it's, for everyone. Like I'm not. I'm not defending like me not liking Elden Ring because I don't not like Elden Ring. Elden Ring is still a Souls game to me, and that doesn't mean I don't right. like them. It is just a Souls game. I I just yeah. don't see people like I don't I don't see how it's a giant leap forward in video games. You don't think so? No. Uh, so I think I think the best way of describing it, I don't remember who said this. This was some YouTuber. It's me. Said something like, uh, yeah, probably you. <laughs> um, like, what makes Elden Ring so good? It's actually maybe not you. Um, oh. Is that, like, it throws a completely bullshit boss in front of you right at the beginning of the game. And then you have this realization of, like, oh, this is bullshit. Like, I can't beat this. And it sort of just, like, smacks you on the ass on the way out. And it's like, go find something to go chop that thing's head off with. You know what I mean? Like, like, like it's, it's like the equivalent of like being a kid in the, uh, in the summer and your mom kicks you outside and is like, come home when it gets dark out for dinner. <laughs> <You know>? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, like that's what I think makes that game so new and so fresh is the idea of like you show up to a place, you get your teeth kicked in and you go, you know what, motherfucker, I will be back with something to kick your teeth in. How's that? You know, it's, it's but it still feels to me like the progression. We're going to talk about so much of this during game of the year, uh, but it still reminds know, me of like the Pokemon Scarlet and Violet progression that you really can go wherever you want. But there's still like the path you need to go in order to do it correctly. But like, yes and no, like like I did not play that game in the order that I was supposed to, turns out. And I still had a real fun time with it um, because I like. Anytime that I hit a roadblock where I was like, oh, this is too hard uh, or, or this is like an area that just doesn't work for me, uh, there were like six different other places that I could go. And then I would do that until I found some place that was like a little too hard. And like, oh, shit, let me go back to let me go to this place. And then at a certain point, I'd be like, wait a second. I'm pretty diesel now. I've got a new big old weapon. I've got new armor. Like, let me go back to that place that was giving me uh, a tough time earlier. Then you go back there and you you get through that. You, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and then you yeah. hit a boss and you're like, ah, oh, shit, I got to go. Like, let me explore this castle a little bit more before I come back to this boss. You explore the castle. You find, um, you know, a rune that works specifically to, to, tr to stop the boss in its tracks for a minute. And then you you use that on the, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I just think that you're, you are rewarded so well for exploring and that, 
similar to something like Breath of the Wild in a way that is dissimilar to like Pokemon Scarlet and Violet is that the exploration of like preparing for a boss and, and making a build specifically to go fuck that guy up is what the game is. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think and you that get that experience that actually carries through on like Pokemon. I guess you experience your gear Pokemon leveled up, but like there's a reason. But, but like yeah. at a certain point, like with Pokemon, you are either at the level that is appropriate to beat the bosses or you are not. Whereas like in Elden Ring, what is cool as well, like you can find gear that's totally like I think that Elden Ring is about making a build that is so completely broken that nothing can stand in your way. And the whole game is spent finding different pieces of armor and, and a sword and a shield and whatever else to make you make that build. And what's so cool is that when I talk about my build to someone, theirs is going to be completely different. You know, and, and and like the fun of discovering all of that, I think, is what makes it so special. Do, what, do you, what do you think I like better, the medium or Elden Ring? The medium, and that's oh a damn no, shame. I, no, not even close. I like Elden oh, Ring okay, better cool. than medium. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> you really did. You really did. I, it was that was actually a tough reality, a little little tough reality pill I had to swallow right there. Um. Yeah. So so we'll see. I also I worry that not worry, but I, I think that God of War has a little bit of recency bias with some people. Do you know, like, if you just played that game and you're comparing it to Elden Ring, which you played, I don't know, eight months ago, like, you might not remember it as freshly. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Yep. Um, but, so we'll see. Not that, uh, I think both games are deserving and, and pretty good. But. And the winner for best uh, actor is Elden Ring's Chosen. Is that the name of the, what, what are you? You're the? Chosen Undead, maybe? Are you the Chosen? Like, what are you? Yeah, I think, uh, oh, no, um... Hmm. Your NPC, whatever your character, whatever your character player is, that's the name there's, of it. There's a word. The blighted. For, uh, no, that's the other game. Tarnished. The tarnished. tarnished. Yeah. Uh, tarnished. Tarnished. And it's just some like stiff guy that comes out. <laughs> he just waddles out there. <laughs> what about uh, Sir Arthur? Sir Andrew? The pot? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that up? one. He comes out in like a real pot suit. Like looks the same. Do, do you remember last year? Jeff Kelly's like, "Hey, pot pal." This <laughs> 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 like busted ass. God, he's like. He, he must be like watching him sometimes on stage must be what my students think of when they watch me trying to relate with them, you know, <laughs> what's up my fellow kids. Yeah. Justin Microsoft, um, you know, there's been a lot of, of news regarding the, the acquisition blizzard deal, um, that we, we, we've sort of like not really covered on the show because I feel like at a certain point we've said everything we need to say, right. Um, about all of this and, and the, additional like comments that sony has made being like if they get call of duty we're, what is gonna happen to us just like we've already talked about it and and i think we've already just said like they're being a little ridiculous it's it's not wrong to be um cautious of a deal like this but but the way that they're acting as if like call of duty is going to ruin them or as they said like they think that microsoft's plans are to turn um like to kick sony out of like the mature rated market <laughs> did you see this jesus Christ. They, they said they're trying to they're trying to turn them into like a nintendo competitor as opposed to being like them and it's like yeah my favorite thing about last of us part two was how much of it reminded me of a nintendo game <laughs> in terms of its family friendliness i mean yeah uh, you saw how upset she was when her dad got murdered in front of her I guess that's true. That's sorry very her dad. like you're right that's not Kirby-esque. very nintendo like because like nintendo it's all it's all first. You don't you don't have like adoptive parents in Nintendo games, do you? No. Well, and all the dialogue in those games are just like, what? I have a question for you. Is yeah, what's up? Is Yoshi like Mario's pet son? 
Um, Dad, if you're looking at Super Mario World Three, World Three, yeah, I would say, I would say like a, a an a, omniscient protector. It's a very confusing relationship. Yeah, agreed, agreed. I'd be curious to see if Yoshi shows up in the movie. Obviously, they have some yeah, Yoshi they have they have the, the, like, the yeah yeah the, he the bet, Yoshi he heard, better. but like yeah. Do do we have a voice for Yoshi? What if it's just a squeaky ball and a tennis ball as Yoshi? <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, okay. So Microsoft. Uh, so so we don't need to give updates on every single thing. But I think Microsoft said something that was that was quite interesting um, this past week. Uh, b- basically, it seems like uh, uh, Politico reported that um, the FTC would would likely file an antitrust lawsuit um, against. Uh, Microsoft to block their their acquisition of um, uh, Activision Blizzard. We talked we've talked um, at length about like whether or not we think that would be a monopoly and and sort of uh, uh, landed on no because there are other people who have the ability to make video games like Sony and like Nintendo and also like a whole fucking slew of other third party <laughs> publishers and developers and and everything like that. Um, but. Uh, should in, if they were to file an antitrust uh, lawsuit, that would definitely put a um, pretty big. Uh, uh, it, it would put a pretty big wrench in the plans of going forward with the uh, acquisition. And according to Bloomberg, Microsoft has said, uh, it, sort of in an anonymous source, uh, a, a person familiar with the situation, they've said that should the FTC file that antitrust lawsuit, that Microsoft will be gearing up to um, fight back against it, and it won't hesitate, uh, as they said, to fight um, should should it come down to that. Uh, I, I just think that's interesting. Like they're ready to fight in court, is is what Microsoft is saying. Um, because I, I don't know, like like not that I am, not that we are the like end all be all in terms of like understanding this industry and being industry analysts and whatever. But I, I feel pretty strongly that um, Microsoft owning Activision Blizzard would not really affect comp- competition in a huge major way in, in the games industry um, in the way that I think some people are, are saying it might. Um, how do you feel about all that? So the, the one the one quote that st- sticks out to me is from that political uh, article from a couple weeks ago. Um, the political article is by a uh, Josh Cisco. Um, it was from 11-23-2022. Um, and the line that's the, the actual, like, from all the arguments I heard from Sony, it's just kind of like, well, they're going to make us Nintendo. Like, they're going to, they're gonna, it's not fair. <laughs> you know, we can't get Call of Duty <laughs> yes. anymore. Like, that's all the stuff that's coming out. Coming out. But um, this article talks about uh, kind of Sony's position. And it says, Sony says the deal will not only harm its ability to compete, but will also leave consumers with less choice for gaming and developers with less choice for where to publish games. Uh, Microsoft is a tech titan buying up irreplaceable content at incontestable prices to tip competition to itself, Sony said. So the reason I like this argu- hearing this argument more so than Sony being like, it's not fair, <laughs> um, is yeah. because like when you're really talking about what this means for game developers as themselves, having one less 
choice to go to. I think that is what this all comes down to when we're thinking about what antitrust issues are talking about, about having legitimate Mm -hmm. concerns with competition and how this can skew competition one way or another. And yes, Sony is going to be affected by this. Like, it will be. Like, I don't think there's a a way to say that. Like, it's going to be. Right. But I also think that there is going to be a trickle-down effect for other companies because you're suddenly having Microsoft and Activision Blizzard being this giant thing that is not people you you, you're it's going to hurt smaller developers to a certain point because people are going to want to go to activision blizzard microsoft because they're going to have more opportunities and more money and more ways to support people and i think that is only going to kind of hurt the industry slowly from the bottom up and it's going to be another situation where you have these giant companies controlling way too much um and Mm -hmm. i think to me like hearing that argument written in that one sentence was the first time in this whole argument I understand why this is becoming an issue. Um, sure. To, to me. And will it? I don't know. I'm sure, like, whatever. But, like, um, I think ultimately, uh, we've always said this that more choice is better. And, like, fewer yes. companies, I think, are like having all this consolidation is only a bad thing. Um, so I, I can see where this is potentially problematic, but. Agreed. Uh, but yeah, Microsoft agreed. should think, fight this too. They should like, like they will. That's how lawyers work. Yeah. Yes. And they want to do this very badly. Um, I mean, like it, it's going to be yeah. so lucrative for them, right? Oh like, my of God. Yeah. This, this is such a good deal. <laughs> yes. And, and like, here's the thing too. Like as much as I personally believe that like firmly, like th- this is not, some big monopoly thing. I think that Microsoft's moves following this should be, you know, like, I I don't think that we should just like accept this and just be like, I think that doing the due diligence is really important and that their moves after this, after this acquisition are going to be very, very important for then seeing what's to come, right? Like let's say they buy this and then Ubisoft, right? And then like EA, that's to me when they start to become a little bit more of the, uh, like that's to me when alarm bells start going off of like, uh Oh, that's, uh Oh, yep. 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 <laughs> um, right. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, I just think that, um, the scrutiny is good, but I think at this point I have personally been convinced that like, this is probably not a terrible thing, but Justin, you've been playing anything else this week? Uh, yes. More Pokemon, we talked about that, but... Um, I played and beat God of War Ragnarok. There it is. What do you think? Um, like, like, spoiler-free, you played the whole thing. What do you think? I hate, like, I don't want to be this person because I feel like it's like I've been given, like, the... I, I, it's like I'm at a wonderful resort in Cozumel, Mexico, and I'm only complaining <laughs> about, like, a few things in it. Like, I didn't get freaking turkey on Thanksgiving, guys. Yes. Um, that's what I feel like with God of War. It is a wonderful resort that just did not give me the turkey I wanted. Um, so I beat the story, and there's plenty to do after the story, and I might pick it up, but I, I do think mm-hmm. some of the momentum has slowed for me. Um, I also want to warn people that, and I know this is like, not, this is not quite a spoiler necessarily, but there is a reason why you want to do the side quests when you get them. Just okay. letting you know that, just so as you're going through. Um, there, in terms of real quick, you mean like in terms of story reasons or like, or do you get locked out of content? Oh, no, I don't believe you get locked out of content, but you, okay, so okay, okay. it's, let's call it a soft lockout. Like you can still complete everything, get every trophy, like do everything you want. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, but there is a reason why you might want to do it before. 
Um, okay. And maybe you could also argue that it's okay to do it after, but there's a, there's soft lockout of some content. Let me just tell you, the okay. story mapping, the, the quest mapping, I don't know what they call that, of this game is brilliant. Um, and what I mean by that, it's like you can start a quest – and you can go back to something else and then go back to that quest and they like how they pick it up with the context of what has happened as you've done it is fantastic. I am blown away by like I've been doing a lot of like the side quests at night because like I'm not working like I'm not doing work on those parts. I'm just doing the main stuff. Um, I'm blown away by how well they weave the like additional dialogue about like what's going on in the story in with just the rest of the stuff. Like you would think that you are supposed to explore the area that I found. Yep. At that exact moment, right. No matter when so you do it, talk ab- right. So that Kratos and Atreus could talk about like, hey, here's what happened when this happened, or like, like what, like just talking about like the events of the story. I, I think it's brilliant. It, it is actually like blowing me away a little bit in yeah. terms of that. Yeah. Um. So the the blight on it though, or the not having turkey of what I'm talking about, I really am bothered by some of the major story beats and how quickly they get resolved. And I heard people mm. saying like, well, you, cause I just basically mainlined it to a certain point. And they're like, well, if you do the side quest, it kind of like puts the time between stuff. That's not my problem yeah. with it. So there's like this moment near the end of the game. I won't go into specifics where they introduce this, this, this beautiful moment. And okay. it's like the first time they do that. And then like 45 minutes later at the end of the mission, they resolve that moment. And it happened so quick that it didn't sure. give me time to really develop that feeling and that emotion throughout the entire thing. Now, if at the very beginning of the game, they introduce you to that moment, they hint about that moment, talk about it through the entirety of this 30-hour game that you're playing, and then at the end, they do that moment again, it would have built so much better for me. And sure, sure. It, like, there's so many moments like that when pacing and huge character moments, and I've been saying this from the beginning, just get resolved so quickly in the course of a 45-minute mission. Um, there's, a, yeah. there's a scene where a character is like drunk, and by the end of the scene, he is no longer drunk. <laughs> it's like, like, come on, dude. Like, like I, if you're going to have the whole time, and there's like one thing that they do to like at least hint the fact that he is still drunk during the scene. But if they're going to continue that for the entirety of the scene, and he's literally stumbling around and like not being helpful the whole time, but they just resolve the sobriety so quick. <laughs> and it's like, I get it. I, w- I always took it to be, I mean, like, I just took it to be like, oh, he's a god. And so like. He I metabolizes things faster. Him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Remember how, like, in I think, like, Captain America, he's like, I, I can't get drunk, turns yeah. out, yeah. anymore. Like, <laughs> but, like, um, uh, but unfortunately, I know what you're saying, it's no. like that specific thing is part of his personality. And, yes. like, that's a major plot that's point fair. that they that's try to fair. go to. Very fair. But, and it's not even the fact that I mind that he was drunk. Like, I don't care about that. But, like, that moment, I was just like, you would be hungover for longer than this, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's just like the, the pacing of stuff. I, do, I think the idea. The ideas of the first game and how it happens in a single day, basically, I think that works so much better for some of the storytelling to a point. But when they try to expand things, it just happens so quick for me that I am just left in my head. But by the end of it, I was like, this game was an epic multi-week moment of of the time for these characters lives and it just doesn't mm-hmm. feel like that because things get resolved not between sleeps they get resolved between side conversations as you're walking to the end of a level um and it yes. just is disappointing me a little bit and and 
there are other things that bother me too about it, but those that's like the lasting impression that I have about this game is that I was expecting so much more and I'm getting the feeling more of the battle of, not the, the in, so Game of Thrones and Endgame came out at the same time. And I felt yeah. like the, the Game of Thrones battle for Winterfell, I feel this game is much more like that than Endgame was. When Endgame was super satisfying with how they concluded a lot of their stuff, fan service up the ass, it was like awesome. But then you get to... Um, the Game of Thrones battle for Winterfell, they resolve all this stuff, but they just like, where did that come from? That happens so sure. quick. You literally yeah, have yeah. this whole series leading to this battle and you solve it like that, like that. I didn't feel like it was earned in the same way. So I think that's like where I left with it is that I like the choices they make. I just didn't feel like it was, it, they took enough time to get me to where they got with a lot of these character moments. Though, they build Atreus and Kratos' relationship really well. Oh man, I, like they like oh, really well. They re- and, I mean, and they really do it. a good job at that, and they and, yeah. they, and they keep okay. building that really well. So I can complain all I want, but like this game is this story is more about just Kratos and more than just Kratos and Atreus, and that's how they set yeah. the game up. Um, so yeah. good game. So there you go, <laughs> God of War Ragnarok. But it sounds like even though you had some issues with it, it sounds like you liked it, right? I mean, yeah, this is just like this did not come close to uh where like last of us part two is in terms of like being a, a moment in video games for me um and to be honest i don't think it reached where 2018 was for being a moment in video games for me either interesting okay i will reserve my judgment for if i agree with you on that or not until i finish it but hopefully that'll be by next week Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Just a quick reminder to join us on Discord. Link to that again is in the description. Follow us on Twitter at HitboxPod. Drop on over to Patreon.com slash HitboxPod. Become a uh, podcast producer for $1 a month. Get your name written in the show. Or like Dave Parker, like Jay Knoll, become a deluxe podcast producer. Get access to that additional 30-minute bonus episode. Today, we are talking about the Game Awards past and and their um, the, the different awards that different games have won. Am I forgetting anything, Justin? Like if you if you're not if you, you can't support us monetarily, that's like all good. Like listen to the show, like all good, not a problem. Like if you can't but, if you can't monetarily support us, at least get signs like on pieces of paper and protest outside of other um, major government establishments and say hit box, hit box. There's really unclear with what you're protesting. But if you can't, yeah, if you yeah. can't monetarily support us, protest for us. Thank you. As long as you're confusing people, then I think you're you're doing that, a good that's the hit box way. <laughs> That is the hit box way. Thank you so much for listening. We will catch you next week. Always remember, old games are old. Bye. Bye.